Is it time to own your power? Hi, I'm Laura Pereca, and it is time to own your power. More love, more love, more power, more of you in my life. It's time, it is past time to own your power. So let's talk about that. You know, I think what it really takes to own your power is confidence. I have confidence in sunshine. This must be my podcast to sing. (laughs) I have confidence in rain. I have confidence that spring will come again. Besides what you see, I have confidence in me. You see, that's what it takes. It takes confidence in yourself. Ah, it is late at night here. I don't know what time it is when you're listening, but I am recording this as I am ready for sleepy time. It is past my bedtime, but I cannot miss a night because this is episode 10 and we are moving and grooving. Tomorrow I will be interviewing my first podcast guest. And it is Heather from uh, yoga. She's a yoga instructor at my gym. So look forward to to tomorrow's podcast. It'll come out earlier. All right, how do you own your power? This is a big question because most of us are living much smaller than we really are. We're living in our own shadows or the shadows of others. So how do you own your power? Not just females. You know, I'm writing a book. I'm almost finished with um, How to Own Your Feminine Power. And it's not just gals who have a hard time owning their power or leaning in. This is pretty much across the board, something that we all can grow in this area. I had a friend who used to say, the problem in the world is men have forgot how to be men and women want to be men. And while I don't agree with him, I do understand where he's coming from. You know, back in the day, we had a lot of uh, specific roles to follow. We had a, there was a role for men and a role for women. And so it was pretty much easier for people to kind of get along because they knew what their job was and they did it or didn't. Now, you know, those lines are fuzzy and for good reason. I mean, I understand when he says men have forgotten how to be men, he's talking about Men don't grow up the way they used to with those strong convictions and values and uh, wanting to take care of and shelter the woman and, and uh, you know, get out there and have a strong work ethic and all that stuff. You know, that has been a little bit uh, interfered with because times they are a-changing. Don't get me singing again. <laughs> and then the thing about women want to be men, well, they don't. But they kind of were thrown into the workforce and then thought, hey, you know, this is pretty cool. We've got our own say-so here. We make our own money and do our own things and not be beholden to someone else's desires and wishes just because they hold the purse strings. So, yeah, I get where he's coming from, but I still have to agree to disagree with him. I don't think that's what the problem in the world is today. But back to the original premise, how do you own your power? Well, it starts with recognizing you have choice. There are no chains on you. You know, when an elephant is young and they have them in the any, any zoo or circus, what they do is they put a chain around one of their feet. 
And then the baby elephant can only go so far, or the young elephant, and they realize, oh, that's as far as I can go, and they stop. And don't you know, as the elephant grows, he becomes much stronger and more capable, and he could easily break that chain, but he doesn't know it. He is so confined by it. He's so used to only being able to go so far that he never presses to see if that boundary can be changed. And so it's really kind of funny to see that they're being controlled or even, uh, you know, a lot of times you will see a person handling an animal much larger than them and the animal bows and does whatever they're supposed to. It's so interesting that they don't realize, hey, you could overpower that person so easily. So recognizing that you have choice is the first step in owning your power. You know, when I've spoken to women's groups, I've often uh, used an example of a rock. I would hold a rock in my hand and say to them, you are not a rock. You can move if you need to move. You can do things. You're not stuck. Like a rock is unable to move or do anything. Um, And it's usually pretty good, uh, well-received, because people do, just like that elephant, to get kind of used to where their uh, the boundaries are, and they don't question it. They don't move beyond it. And the only way you're going to really develop your power and really have um, <clears throat> the ability to, to do grand things is you have to be willing to press the boundaries. You have to move past where you've moved already. So tomorrow you have to gain more momentum. You have to do more than you've done today, which hopefully was more than you did yesterday. Taking complete ownership for your life. You know, when I speak, I also tell people, look, see what you see, not what someone else tells you to see. We're conditioned, and I feel bad about the educational system and how this goes, but we're conditioned to look to external forces to guide us. We look to the teacher to tell us what grade we should get or how well we did on a certain project. Um, We look to our parents, and when we're young, yes, that's good, but as you get older, you should be able to wean off of them, and oftentimes kids do grow up and say, you know what, you know, my parents are prejudiced, but I decided I won't be. Or my mom has a lack mentality and I've decided that I don't. I don't think rich people are bad. I've decided that I'm going to go press past that boundary and become wealthy myself. So it really is important to use critical thinking. Put on your thinking caps, we used to say in elementary school to the kids, and look and see what you see and not what someone else tells you to see. We call it the herding instinct. As if we were sheep, people tend to kind of go with the crowd. And yeah, that might have been good way back when, you know, if we were worried about a lion chasing us. But the truth is now you really ought to get that critical thinking going on because it's oftentimes does not pay off to go with the crowd. As a matter of fact, the top financial advisors will often say, whatever the crowd is doing, don't do that. right? Go against what everyone else is doing, and then you'll be wealthy. Then you'll be able to to do better. And it's not just in wealth, even with health. Go against what the, what is the average person doing? They're eating hamburgers and french fries and drinking sodas. The average person in America has a sad diet indeed. The standard American diet is sad. So you actually have to be counterculture to be healthy. Same with raising your kids. 
counterculture. If you let your children watch all the crap that's on TV and get into all the cyberbullying and all the uh, social media and all the stuff that's going on now in modern times, that's why we have high anxiety rates in kids and higher suicide rates. And don't get me started on what's going on in our culture. You have to actually go against what the average, what the general population is doing if you want to be healthy, wealthy, and happy. Speaking about happy, when's the last time you took your shoes off and walked in the sand or on the dirt or on a couple of rocks or on the grass? When is the last time you went outside far away from other human beings and just looked around at the miracle of nature and this beautiful earth that we're on and this one life that you're given you know we're not promised tomorrow we're not even promised today all we have is now we spend so much time worrying about the past and worrying about the future when really what we have is now don't waste now enjoy now Uh, i'm putting together a book a quotes book which is interesting because um i don't know how you are but for me I am kind of like squirrel. Uh, I don't just do one project. I am in the middle of writing two books right now and a myriad of other things. And it's kind of funny because some people are very linear. They will start something, work on it, and finish it before they start anything else. But I have always been opposite of that. I have always been in the middle of reading five or six books. And you might say, well, how do you keep track of them all? Well, I don't know, but being creative, or maybe it's being intelligent. I have a high IQ, and perhaps uh, intelligence goes along with um, easily bored and wanting to keep your mind sharp by doing several things. Not that we can multitask. They've already proven multitasking is not really possible. You don't do anything well when you're trying to do 20 things at the same time. However, The caveat to that is, as a classroom teacher, you must do many things at the same time, and you must do them well. So we can't say a blanket statement that nobody can multitask because, you know, anytime you try to do a blanket statement, you're probably wrong because there are exceptions to every rule. So anyway, I have a quote book. It's of all my quotes, and I still haven't finished gathering all my quotes because, you know, as a speaker, trainer, coach, I have said lots of things that people have quoted me on. Anyway, um, here's one of them since we're talking about communication. Even when you say nothing, you're still communicating something. Let's see what's another one. (laughs) Here's a good one. It's not fair to make your loved ones play. Guess what's in my mind? Speak up. (laughs) How many times have you uh, spent time with someone and they just wouldn't tell you what they're thinking and you're trying to guess and figure out what's in their mind? So you may really enjoy my quotes book. It will be coming out soon as I finish my Own Your Feminine Power. Then I'll finish working on this book and and have them both out. They'll They'll both be out. You can read them both. I have to put everything on Amazon. The two that I've already written, which is The Six Secrets to Success and The Better Relationship Guide, are not on Amazon. I am remiss. I shall get that going. I promise. I promise. I need to have somebody in charge of me telling me what to do, keeping me on track, one project at a time, or not. All right. So owning your power, how do you own your power? 
You look, you see what you see, not what someone else tells you to see. You decide. That's always the first step. The first step is always deciding, making the decision. Once you do that, usually it starts to fall into place. And we can't overlook goal setting. I've taught college classes where I would have the students make their goals, and I've actually had um, some students say that they had never done that before. I remember we were making schedules. I was having my students literally create a schedule for when they would study because I taught English as a second language to advanced and intermediate students and the only way they could perfect their English was to practice every day. So I created seven daily habits habits for them to learn English and they had to practice every day. So I had them create a schedule and actually choose what time they would study every day. And I'd say, you can't say you don't have time because everyone has 24 hours and you can study while you're having lunch. You can, you know, and I kind of did the whole thing where there was time. They could fit it in. They could figure it out. So anyway, how did I get off on that tangent? See, (laughs) see how I am? All right, but guess what? I own my power, so I can make fun of myself. If I do something that I think is a little off, instead of just, oops, let's stay quiet, let's pretend I'm perfect, or or feeling bad about it, I make light of it. I laugh about it. I'll express and admit, oh, looks, I, I went off on a tangent, and I don't know where I was. Um, it's okay. We're human. We're supposed to make mistakes. That's how we learn. That's another thing I teach. Fail forward fast. You must To learn, you must fail. Think about a kid learning to walk or learning to talk. You don't tell that child who says, Mama, no, stupid, it's mother. You don't. You say, yay, she said, Mama. And similarly, when they're learning to walk, you you applaud every generalization, every little baby step in the right direction. And so, same with yourself. Give yourself some credit. Give yourself some grace. And allow yourself to... Learn as you go. Make mistakes as you go. So, how can you own your power? More love, more love. More power. More of you in my life. Alright, so more love. Be more loving. Give more love. And then allow yourself to receive more. When you can really love yourself, that's when you allow others to love you. That's when you own your power can have more power by having more love. More people listen to you when they know you love them. What kind of leaders get followers? The kind that are passionate and care. And that caring shows. It's love. That's what it is. And you know the song I was singing, the third part is more of you. Well, the you they're referring to in that song is the divine, your creator. The you inside of you that connects you with spirit, with infinite intelligence. That's the you that you need to get in touch with to really own your power. This is Laura signing off saying, I love you.